let's talk about how to make your e-commerce brand identity memorable. Personally, I'm a bit of a sucker for good branding. When a store, regardless of what their products actually are, if the quality of the content is really, really high, something about it just really appeals to me. I don't know if it's the creative inside. I just like looking at great branding. And I think certain brands really stick with you and they're really, really memorable. So in this episode, I wanted to share some ideas on how to make your brand identity more memorable so people will remember your brand. And this episode is going to be for you if you're just getting started and building your first brand or you're scaling a brand right now and you're really looking for a way to differentiate yourself from the competition and really cement yourself as a market leader. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. I think the first element before you start thinking about the actual brand identity and the logos and the graphics and the colors and all that kind of stuff, I think you really need to think about what is your unique selling proposition? What makes you different from your competitors? What makes your brand so much more valuable and worthwhile than any of your competitors' products? If you don't have a strong and compelling USP, regardless of how cool your branding looks, chances are you're gonna be missing out on loads and loads of sales. So when you're trying to build a powerhouse brand, a real household name, then you've got to be thinking about what makes you unique as a brand. Why do people buy from you versus your competitors? And this is one of the most valuable things I think you can do when it comes to setting the stage for your marketing or one of the most valuable things you can do if you're already spending 30, 40, 50K a month on ads and you're thinking about how do we actually make this even better? How do we increase our sales and profits without spending more on ads? So that's my first tip. Go back and revisit your USP, make sure it's strong, it's compelling, and it's definitely irresistible to your target market. It may take some time, but it's well, well worth it. Now let's move on to section number two, and this is the visual stuff. This is the colors, the brand identity. I think what's important here is that you wanna have a well-defined and cohesive and recognizable color palette. There's some key brands that you just see the color and then you'll know what brand it is. Some really recognizable examples of this are Coca-Cola. You see that shade of red and then you're instantly gonna connect that with the brand itself. Another great example is Cadbury, the chocolate company based in Australia. You see that purple, that very specific shade of purple and your mind instantly goes to Cadbury. And then you've got certain patterns and symbols like KFC and McDonald's and Apple, all of these memorable brands. And so when you're designing your brand identity for the first time, when you're just building up your brand, think about how do you want your customers to perceive your brand? The whole topic of color psychology is incredibly interesting because you can learn so much about building a strong brand just from the colors that you select in your color palette, in your logo, and in your brand identity. So take some time to really look into color psychology when you're designing this for the first time. If you wanted to go the simple route, I recommend searching up Nick Kalender and going and checking out his PDF on color psychology. Incredibly valuable. It's free to do. I'm not affiliated with Nick in any way. I just really love his content. And I think that PDF amongst his other ones that he has are very, very powerful and can teach you a lot about color psychology because I never studied 
psychology or looked into any of these things. And I think from a branding standpoint, it's an incredibly valuable place to start. So that's the first bit, really making sure that your brand is cohesive and it's recognizable. Also, when you're thinking about brand design, you wanna make sure that your colors align well with your brand and products. For example, if you're launching a brand that's all about sustainability, well then green and brown can be great colors to use in your palette because it really plays into that whole thing. So to summarize this second section on brand color, look at color theory, go ahead and download that PDF online from Nick Kalender. It's gonna give you a bunch of awesome insights on what colors are appropriate to choose for your brand. And it's gonna make sure that you have a very attractive brand to your ideal customer when it's time for launch. Even if you're well beyond launch and you're just looking to scale faster, really understanding this info on color theory can be great for your advertising and all your marketing in general. So now that you have a strong and compelling USP, you've got your brand colors sorted, well then the last element is your brand logo and the design. And I've talked about this before in a previous episode when I shared the story of Solar Garden and how I created a logo and brand assets for it for $30 on freelancer.com and ended up using those and we scaled the store to about 62K in rev over a five week stretch earlier this year. And that was just a little experiment and I just wanted to see, can we get some brand assets made relatively cheaply get it up there and just launch the store. And so that's what I'd really recommend if you're starting out, just keep it simple, go ahead and find a freelancer to make some brand assets for you. You don't need to splurge thousands on getting professional branding done. This was something that really plagued me early on because I thought the branding had to be perfect right off the bat. But if you're launching for the first time, you just wanna get your products out there, you wanna get feedback from your customers, and then you can change those other things over time. You don't wanna get stuck in perfection paralysis sinking thousands into making this whole professional brand identity and then not having any sales to show for it. I definitely think it's more important to launch get out there, sell a great product to a market that needs it, and then adjust other things over time. And so I hope you've enjoyed this episode on how to build a memorable brand identity. I think it's gonna be useful if you're just getting started or if you're looking to scale up even faster and you just wanna look into color theory a little bit more, which is really gonna help with your advertising and all your marketing. So hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one.